It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, God Recorded live. God bless, God bless. We welcome every young men, women in God's worldwide ministry. As tonight, we have our Bible study with our teacher for tonight is Pastor Washington, Nadine Washington. Pastor Washington, are you here? Yes, I'm here. Amen. Is anyone else on the line? But I got a couple of inboxes that they're trying to get online. Anyway, we thank everyone for being with us tonight. We had a little mix up because I put the wrong time for this to come on. I went back to the old time, seven o'clock. So I'm sorry if some people got that information. But anyway, to God be the glory. Father God, we thank you once again for letting us come on your ministry line. We thank you for lifting our minds, our souls, and our spirits. Father God, we thank you and we lift you up and we just ask you, Father God, and the things that are going through our lives, Father God, that you straighten them out, Father God, because, Father God, we're being accused, and I am. I'm being accused of things that are not, that are not true. And, Father God, on the line and some people that are out in your kingdom are being accused, falsely accused, but the word said that we would be falsely accused, and that's how we know we walk with you. Because you were falsely accused of so many things, Father God, that was not true. And Father God, you will always you will always bring about to make a liar out of a liar. And we thank you, Father God, that you will show the truth and who we truly are as we walk with you, Father God. And Father God, yes. we just thank you for being God in our lives. And Father God, letting us do the things that are going to be rewarded to us as we sit with you in them heavenly places. Father God, we thank you. Because we know that you're God and God all by yourself. And, Father God, you said those that seek you, you shall reward. And, Father God, we seek you every day from Mondays to Sunday. Father God, we are in your word. We are walking with you. We don't call on you because, because we don't walk with you continuously. We, we abide by your word. And we thank you for all those that come on this Bible study and share the word and walk in the word with us and sharing the rest of the ministry all through the week, Father God. We thank you for them people. And, Father God, we ask that you look over them because they have been falsely accused too, Father God. They've been called names. And you said one thing, Father God, do not touch my anointed ones and do my prophet no harm. And your word is true, and your word is for real. And we thank you. And, Father God, we just had to express that in this prayer right now because there's so many people that come on this line that are being falsely accused, Father God, and they're being touched by words by other saints inside the body who call themselves children of God talk about those that they do not know. But we thank you, Father, for you are the Alpha and the Maker. You are the beginning and the end. And, Father God, we ask you to come down off your throne tonight and come in the midst of your word. And, Father God, we ask you, to, uh, to to open up our mind, body, souls, and our spirits that we may hear your word in a mighty and powerful way, Father God. Father God, 
We bind these spirits and they come on this line to try to hinder your word and let me fall fashion away. We rebuke it right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, we thank you for the woman of God that's coming to share the word. Let us let us share with her and let the doors be open that we may be able to ask questions and be able to, to elaborate on your word in a mighty way tonight. We thank you, we praise you, and we exalt you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. We're going to go into our our um, announcements on Monday night. We will be here every Monday night with Bible study. Um, we On Tuesday nights, we join Pastor Robin Albright in the House of Refuge at 7 o'clock on their line, and we just ask you to come out and join her at 7 o'clock tomorrow night as we will be with her at 7 o'clock. And it's the same telephone number as this one, but the access code is 76612. No, no, sorry, 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 sorry. That's not her access code. Let me see. I have, to, I have to look up her access code. But um, we will join her on, on um, we will join her tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. And, excuse me, I made a mistake in that access code. Her access code is um, 136. Four seven two pounds, one three six four seven two pounds, and that's at seven o'clock. Please join her tomorrow night, as she will be talking about do you love yourself. So, come and join her on that topic. Also, on Wednesday night, Hallelujah, glory to God. We will be having another night of our revival. What is a true man of God? And we ask her to come out as we have a powerful woman coming out of the great great state of California and Pastor Rose. Come join her as she will elaborate on the theme, what is a true man of God? Come and hear that woman of God tomorrow night at 8 o'clock, I mean Wednesday night at 8 o'clock as she shares. And the topic, what is a true man of God? On Thursday night, we joined the International Bible Study with Pastor Patricia Charles, and same telephone number, but the access code is 137482-POUND. Again, 137482-POUND, and that Bible study is at 7.30. Come join us in that Bible study. And we thank everyone as take heed to be led by the Spirit to join us on these calls on these specific nights. With that, we thank everyone that's here and those that are on the way. And um, again, this is an open form Bible study, so please do not be shy to come on and share with us in this Bible study. 
because God says it's iron sharpening iron. So come and share with us tonight in this Bible study. With that, we're going to turn it over to our teacher for tonight, no other than Pastor Nadine Riley Washington. There is one other um, prayer. Prayer. Um, there's prayer to, on Friday on Friday night with Doctor Charles. Oh no! We, uh, why did, uh, let me tell you why I didn't announce that. At okay. this time, Pastor Charles got her members in training on that line, and she okay. asked me not to to invite anybody until next month when. After the training period is over with them learning how to do a prayer line, mm-hmm. she don't want to. She don't want to. She don't want to get get them all shook up and kind of scared. Because a lot of times when people start to do a prayer line for the first time, they're a little shaky. So she mm-hmm. wants to. She wants to work them in. So she asked me not to invite anybody outside of her ministry to come on that line, except for us that been coming. But she didn't want okay. any new people to come. All right. Thank you. I understand. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Good evening, you were, everybody. You were in the right order, Pastor, <laughs> but I should have I should have told you that earlier. Yes, all right. Amen. Good evening, everyone. Oh, we'll be reading out of the um, King James Version of the Bible, and I will be coming from Philippians chapter 4. First verse. Therefore, my brethren, dearly beloved and long for my joy and my crown, my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. Uh, we're at the end of Paul's letter, and Paul, still in prison, wanted the Philippians, whom he was fond of and whom he longed for, to be in their presence. He declares here that. They are his joy and his crown. And he encouraged them as he is encouraging you and me to stand fast, be unmovable in our faith, our belief in the Lord Jesus Christ. The question I I, I bring from this verse is, with all that is going on around you, how are you standing fast, firm in your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ? Anyone? Can you ask the question again? With all that is going on around you, how are you standing fast in your standing fast, firm in your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ? I can tell you that for me, with all that is going around, with um, it seems like every little. I get a hit from this way, from that way, from this way, from different people in different places. And um, yet, I refuse, I refuse to bow down. I refuse to argue back. I refuse to, um, put, as they say, put my, my religion on, my sh- on the shelf. I refuse to bow out gracefully. I just won't say anything. Or if I do say anything, it's God bless you. Because my faith in the Lord says that I'm going to stand fast on his word. I'm going to let him fight my battles. I'm going to pray when you come at me the wrong way. I'm not going to fall in with you and carry on and act like a fool. I refuse to do it today. 
And today has been a day. But God, to God be the glory, I haven't fell. I stood fast on my faith. Leave God to take care of it. Mm-hmm. In verse amen. 2, I'm sorry, Bishop. Go ahead, that's an amen. <laughs> In verse 2, it says, I beseech Elupheus Eodias. That was it. Elupheus Eodias, and I beseech Sinchites that they be of the same mind in the Lord. These two women that worked beside Paul in the, in the spreading of the gospel, it was these two women that had a disagreement. And Paul does not tell us what, it, what their disagreement was about, but apparently it was a, a significant enough disagreement that Paul was notified while he was in prison about it. And here he wrote to them to dissolve it before it brought discord amongst the other members. You know what I'm talking about when I, when the members start breaking off into small groups, not cells, but this could be where the clicks in the church begun. I believe that this may be where Paul talks about the distension that went on in the church that was bringing discord amongst the members. My question is, would anyone like to add anything to this? I always get interrupted when I come on the Bible, sir. <laughs> One day, boy, God is going to put me in a place where I don't have to worry and I can do it, you know? Nevertheless, where to Amen. Okay. If, if there's nothing to add to it, we'll go I think on. You could read, you could read, um, mm-hmm. up, you could go back. Let me, let, I can't. As um, we speak right now, Bishop. Yeah, it no, says nevertheless. No, it says nevertheless, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. we have already obtained, let us walk by the same rule, and let and let at us mind the same things. And that's what Paul was trying to tell these two women when he called them to meet with them, because they were walking in two different mindsets. And like the pastor said, that's what happens in the church because in the church we have different cliques in the church and everybody (laughs) wants to to belong to this clique or that clique and they're not walking in the same mindset because they are are opposing each other and what they're walking in in the body of Christ. Even though they're under the same vision, you know what I'm saying, they're not following the same instructions in the, leader, in, the, in, the, in the leadership of the leader because they want to do this and they feel, and this group feel that way. So now here we have the women, and, and, and it happens in certain cliques with women because now all of y'all are deaconesses, but y'all are not walking in, in one mindset of deaconesses. Everybody, everybody got their own mindset, and then they got those that agree with them in that mindset. So there's a division that comes in the church when we have this type of mentality going on in the body of Christ. And so Paul says, well, since I've heard about it, let me step in and straighten both of these people out. Amen. And it had to be really something um, that was really uh, um, tearing the church apart, dividing the church, for it to get back to him all in prison. 
It had to be something really going on. He goes on in verse 3 to say, I entreat thee also, true yoke fellow, help these women which labor with me in the gospel with Clemens also and with other my fellow laborers whose names are in the book of life. Here we find that Paul is asking his friend, I believe that it's Clemens that, that, that is his true um, yoke fellow. You see, Clemens and the two women used to work side by side with Paul in the ministry and spreading the gospel. These are these are these are people whom Paul says that he feels that will be in the book of life. Yeah. Amen. What is the book of life Paul is referring to? Uh, you just read number three? Mm-hmm. It says and I I read after I read number after after I read the verse, then I'll I'll explain what it means and then I'll ask you the question. Oh, okay. <laughs> so the, the 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 um number three was I entreat thee also, true your your um your fellow, help those women which labored with me in the gospel with Clement also and with others, my fellow laborers, whose names are in the book of life. And where are you at? In verse okay, three. I say number three, yeah. All right. I'm sticking to the King James. I am you. And my and I intrigue thee also two young <laughs> fellow. Help those women which labor with me in the gospel with with Clement also and with others, my fellow laborers whose names are in the book of life. And I ask you, what is the book of life for Paul? What is the book of life that Paul is referring to? Well, Paul is referring here to the only book of life there is the book that where our names are written when we give our life over to Christ, that our Amen. names go into the Lamb Book of Life. Um, Amen. Lamb, he said the book of life, but it is only two books that, that they are in heaven, and that's the Lamb Book of Life and then the, mm-hmm. book, of judge, the book of Judgment. Um, and and if you want to follow up on what I'm telling you, just go into the book of Revelation, and you will read about the two books, the Lamb Book of Life and the Book of Judgment. So um, the thing that... Who will be in the Book of Life? Excuse me? Who will be in the Book of Life? Well, that's what I'm getting ready to say. Amen. <laughs> Those that are in the Book of Life... The only ones that are in the book of life are the people that have given their life over to Christ. Whenever you get born again, your name goes into the book of life because Amen. you have dedicated and gave your life over to Christ. But yes. I'm here to tell you that unless you live the life that you need to live, your life, your name can always be taken out of that book. Amen. So, so there is a life that you have to leave that your name will be, your name will stay in the book of life. But here, Paul, Paul is saying to them that. I need y'all to be conscious of those that are in the book of life. And that's all of us. That Paul is saying that these that are walking with me in the gospel, I need y'all to keep a, to keep a mindset on them, you know, because there was a trouble. And that's why he said, uh, two yoke fella, help those women which labor with me in the gospel. And, that, and, and Paul is letting us know we need to help one another. It ain't, it ain't about that, that I can look at my brother or my sister and, and they're laboring in the gospel and they need help and I could just ignore them. 
but he's saying help them. Amen. I'm just piggybacking on you. On, on, That's okay. On you. As we discussed the earlier thing with uh, things coming at you, it's coming strong now, even now mm-hmm. while I'm on the phone. Wow. It's, um, verse 4 says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Paul said that we should rejoice in the Lord at all times, and we should be delighted in him through our faith. Amen. Has your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ led you to rejoice in him? Amen. Amen. And we want anyone that just came on the line and let you know that we're in Philippians, the fourth chapter, and right now we're at the fifth verse. I mean, the fourth fourth verse, sorry. It's an open platform. You can speak up if you want to. There's no wrong answers. But one of the things that Paul is telling us here, that we must continuously always rejoice in God. Because it doesn't matter what we're going through, what what we're dealing with, that our joy is inside of God. When we're mm-hmm. down and out and we're despaired or we're not feeling good, we can still count it all joy that we're yeah. in Christ Jesus. If we, if we can't find nothing else to make us feel good, we can always go back to that mind of, well, I'm still in Christ Jesus. Thank God. Amen. You know what I'm saying? And, and the thing about it that will give you a joy is that, Whatever you're going through, you're still alive to go through it. Yes. That, that's the most important thing because it, it's a joy just to wake up in the morning and know that you're still alive. Mm. Amen. You got to think about that because somebody, somebody this morning didn't wake up. Amen. And they, and they don't have a chance to go on and get things right in their life. They may, have, they may have died in the middle of things not being right. When I go to bed, I want to go to bed with my mind on Jesus. And if I did anything before I lay myself down, whatever it may be, you know what I'm saying, I want to be able to, to, to say, Lord, forgive me, and then roll over and go to sleep. Because I ask, I ask for some forgiveness. Because a lot of us don't even pray no more before we go to sleep, but we need to start. Mm. Anyway. My Lord, my Lord. And don't think I'm telling you something that God just didn't, he just told me. Because I don't pray every time I go to sleep. But he just Sometimes we fall asleep, but we do wake back up to it. We may fall asleep. We wake up to it. Amen. But I think that, that and and that's all right, Pastor. But I don't want to go. But I think God threw that out of me to let us be aware that we need to pray before we go to sleep. Because I can go to sleep and I may not wake up to go Amen. and pray because I forgot. So I need to I need to say a prayer or, or 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 open my life up to God, even if it's just in words. Lord, forgive me and thank you. And and as I lay down, you know what I'm saying. And a lot of times when we close the line out, I pray over everybody. So I, do get, a prayer, I get a prayer in because I ask for the angels to be standing by our bedside. So I do get a prayer in, and, and one way or another. But God brought that out of me because there's somebody or, 
or somebody that's going to listen to this recording that needs to be reminded to, 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 give, to give prayer unto God before you close your eyes. Amen. Amen. In verse 5 it says, Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Here Paul is instructing us to let our self-restraint, which is our patience, our self-control, our meekness, our self-command, our forbearance, and our self-discipline, our gentleness be known. It should be seen by everyone, not just those in our family, not just our loved ones. These things should be seen by everyone. We shouldn't. We can't be a pastor in the church, and when we go out to church, people see something different. We should be that same person at all times. We should have restraint. We should have restraint. We should be patient. Our meekness should show. Our temper should arise as soon as somebody says something out of the way to us. We should be able to smile and let it go. We have to be able to forbear people because there could be some very overbearing people, which I have one on my phone right now, can be very overbearing. But you just got to say, have the self-discipline and just in jumping and say, okay, I'm going to let it go. I'm going to give it to God. I'm going to give it to God. And I just say, let it be seen by everyone. Don't be a phony. Please don't be a phony. And I ask yeah. you, it says, be seen by, what does Paul mean when he says the Lord is at hand? Go ahead, Bishop. No, go ahead, go ahead. I'm listening. I'm listening. I'll say something after you finish. <laughs> I am. What does Paul mean when he says the Lord is at hand? <clears throat> Hello? Amen. Somebody want to say something? <clears throat> well, if not, I'll, I'll just say this, and I'll go from, from both. Let your moderation be known unto all men. And the thing, one of the things that it's letting us know let our self-discipline be known to man, and how we are disciplined as being a child of God, and and that that the Lord is always at hand, that God is always in place. He said, I should never leave you or forsake you. God mm-hmm. is always with you. He is always in place. He is always there, no matter where you go. Even David says in Psalms 139, he says, if I go in the depths of hell, even there you are. He says that if I go if I go into the darkest place, you turn the darkness into light. You were there. He was letting us know in Psalm one thirty nine that no matter where we go, God is always there. The Lord is always at hand. That means God is always there that you can reach your hand out to him no matter what you where you go or what you do. Amen. Amen. In verse 6 it says, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be known unto God. Paul here says that um, we must stop worrying about everything. Instead, Mm -hmm. we should genuinely pray, give our words to God, 
thank him for being who he is in our life, has been, is when we and is in our life when we give him our needs so that he can fulfill them. We have to start worrying ourselves to death about every everything that come our way. God says to lay it lay it in his seat. Bring it to the throne of God. Let him take care of it. Worrying does nothing but it jeopardizes your life. It puts stress on your life. It it um brings tears your health your health down. Instead of us going to God in prayer, we try to take care of ourselves. But here Paul is asking us that we should take it to God. Let it go. Let it go. It's not going to help you in any way to try to solve, a lot, most of the times for me, to try to solve it myself. And a lot of mine is just uh, people is just talk, 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 talk. So I've come to the point, I've gotten to that point where I'm not going to go back and forth with you. I'm going to not worry about it, and I'm going to let God take care of it because I know that I can do nothing of myself. Even no. even in the Bible, it says that the Bible tells us to stop worrying, that we should pray about it, but that is easily said than done for most. Is there well, anyone? I, I, think, I think that one thing that you have to take, the Bible says worry about nothing. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it, God knows that one thing, that we are going to worry, but don't let it have the pressure on mm. you that it, that it just takes you to become out of who who you are in him. Amen. See, because because people people get worried and people won't even come to church. They they're so worried about what's going on, they stop going to church and they stop going to where they can be healed, but they stay home worrying about what is going to take place, what is going to happen, instead of taking it to God. And this is what Paul is saying, be careful be careful about nothing. Don't worry about nothing. Don't let the pressure of worryingness take you from God when you could come to my house and pray and supplication and give it unto me. The Bible Amen. says one thing, that Jesus says, bring all, all your troubles and all your worries unto me. And, lay, and he says, lay them on me. Because when you take it all to him and you lay it on to him, he's the only one that can fix it. I can, Amen. Sit here, oh, I can sit here and tell pastors and they deem my problems all day and how they worry me. Ain't nothing she could do with it but pray with me. But if I give it over to God, he is the only one that can fix something that I'm in. Mm. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Can't nobody else fix it. But they won't go to church. They get all, oh, I ain't going to the church. You don't go to church for people. You go to church for you. Amen. Amen. Ain't outside the people. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Somebody Paul said hello. Around. Yes. Hello. Yes, hello. We hear you. I thought someone else spoke. Um, verse 7 says, And the peace of God, which surpasses which surpasses all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Paul wants us to know here that if we stop worrying, we can have peace. We can have a peace of mind, a peace that can and will surpass all worry, not some, but all understanding. And this peace will guard our hearts 
and our minds as long as we keep our faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. Do you think putting on the whole armor of God can help us with this? Amen. Um, I'm trying to figure out what you're trying to say with that. I believe that if we if we put that shield, um, what is that? That shield, uh, that shield, the shield up, it will block all those fiery, fiery darts, so that we can have peace. We have to put that shield, that shield. If we put on the truth of God, we put up that that shield of faith. It will I, block. It will block all that stuff that's coming to us. We don't have to receive it. I have a thing where I say, in a minute, I will tell you in a minute, when you're coming at me, I will tell you, I don't receive that. I don't receive it because, see, I'm not going to let it get into me, get into my, um, not, I'm not going to even let it get into my mind. It's not even going to engrave upon my heart because when you start acting stupid, I'm going to block you right there. I don't receive it. I don't receive it because that way I don't have to go through it. I don't have to get upset about it. I don't have to marinate it in my mind. I don't have to go through anything about it. I don't receive what you're saying. Right then and there, I blocked you. <laughs> my water went up. My water went up. So you keep on talking. I hear you, but I don't hear you. You're talking to yourself. You'll find that out after a while. A lot of people can tell you about me. I tell you, I don't receive it. Once I say it to you. Well, I, I want to say this. And I, I'm going to talk out of, out of experience. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not that you're wrong, but I don't see the peace of God as me going to get and, and deal with, with hmm, to deal with all the armor of God. Because I put the armor on, on anyway, and the armor only protects me, but doesn't give me peace. Peace is a feeling that you're going to feel. It's not something mm-hmm. that... that, that that something can protect you from but the peace of God. And while I say that, I had a pastor that I sat mm-hmm. up with, and some things went, went wrong. He put me over the, the uh, intercessory prayer team. And every time when I went, I was, I was in, there was a lady in charge, but he put me in his position to go monitor them. And every mm-hmm. time I monitored them, they would be in there having Bible study instead of praying over, over the request of the church. But you know mm-hmm. the church, they put little requests in the box. And then mm-hmm. at the end, they would put their hands on them, pray with them, and then they leave. But they had have, they have Bible study. And I told them they had to stop having Bible study. That ain't what this is about. It's about you opening up them things and interceding and praying for each person and what they had. So they got a little upset. So I went out of town. And I came back in surprisingly to them. And when I got there, they were having a Bible study. And they said some things <laughs> that, in this Bible study that I just didn't didn't set right. And they were talking about Daniel and, and um how his prayer was being held up by the uh Prince of Persia and stuff like that and and they asked me, Well, what do you think? And I made an elaboration on what they think of what I thought. And they went mm-hmm. to the pastor. They started a big ruckus of me and the pastor, to make a long story short. Mm-hmm. The pastor wanted to have a meeting. He he just regarded me to do anything else in the church because of a, of the comment that I made. So that day that I had to meet the pastor, I know my, the pastor, he loved to yell and scream on people when he feels you wrong, because I've seen him do it to deacons and, and other and trustees and other people in the church. And a lot of mm-hmm. times, them people, they would either give up the position or just leave the church. 
So when mm-hmm. I got in the sanctuary, I said, we're going to meet on holy ground. I ain't going to your office. We're going to meet on holy ground. But when mm-hmm. I got into this, the Spirit led me to pray the prayer. And I prayed, God, please pour into me your peace which surpasses all understanding and protects the heart and the mind. When, mm-hmm. that, joker, when that joker came in that, that sanctuary, he yelled and he was going off about what I did and, and all like this. But I was at peace. And I just let him go off and go up. And when he got finished, mm-hmm. he said, is there anything you want to say? And I walked him through the word of God. And I never raised my voice. I never said anything. Amen. You know, but but I was at peace, even though he wasn't at peace because he was attacking me. And when it was all mm-hmm. over, he said, I have never sat with anybody that didn't respond, didn't act up at me going off on him like I was going off on you. He said, what is it with you? He said, I was going to put you out of the church, and you're going to tell me I can put you out. But wow. you standing. I told him I stand every Sunday outside the church until God tell me my assignment is over at this church. <laughs> I would stand on them stoops, and I would listen and hear the sermon every Sunday and greet people when they come in and when they go out of the church. My Lord. He said, I ain't never heard nobody. I said, you know why? Because you didn't send me and you didn't ask me to come to this church. And God sent me. Come on now. He sent me to help you. Now, if you want to buck against his help, he let me know that it wasn't wasn't me that you were going off on. It was him. And I said, if you want to understand that, go go into the the book of Samuel and read when Samuel went down to tell the people about having a king and they told Saul. And and they they didn't receive what Samuel said. And God told Samuel, don't worry about it, Samuel. It wasn't you that didn't receive, but it was me. And that's mm-hmm. what made the peace in my spirit that I come for from God because God will protect my heart and my mind. And I don't care what you say. You ain't going to hurt me. Amen. <laughs> so that's Amen. how I look at whenever I see that scripture and how I view that scripture. There's a peace that God pours in us to be able to withstand something that it won't hurt our mind or our body. Because, you Amen. know, when we, don't, when we don't have that peace and we go in there, people can say things that will hurt your mind, and you be thinking, <clears throat> why did I go in there? And then it hurts your heart because now you feel hurt about what they say. But if you get the peace of God, you go in there with such a peace, it don't matter what they say. It ain't going to bother you. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I hope that helps somebody just now on the line to understand it don't matter what nobody say. Just call on the peace of God and let Amen. it rule in your spirit. And no matter what you're going in to confront or what you're going in to deal with, you'll be at peace of whatever is done and whatever is said. If they fire you off your job and, and, you, don't, and, and you can't see why, you'll have a peace about leaving. <laughs> My Lord. Mm. Amen. Because you have the peace of God that's in you. Yes, I do right now. (laughs) (laughs) Verse 8 says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and praise, think on these things. Here Paul speaks to us about things being true, the truth, 
honorable, is honest, pure, untainted, excellent, superior. And if anything is worthy of praise, we as believers of the Most High God should think on these things. I believe this is explanatory, or is there something someone would like to add? Yeah, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna add it this way. Sure. All that you, all that you just said, but then number nine and number eight go together, and it says mm-hmm. those things which you have both learned and received and heard mm-hmm. and seen in me do. The God of peace shall be with you. So he's telling us right there that all that, the virtue, the honesty, all that that you've seen, that I taught you, that you learned from watching me, these things you do also. Amen. He gave you the list, and then he says the things you learned. See, everything that he talked about you had to learn. Mm-hmm. And everything that we that that, that we that we're in Christ, Christ Jesus, we learn because a lot of us was in the world. A lot of us was not some nice people to be around and some nice people to meet. Come on now, everybody, mm-hmm. everybody was nice, and and and, and someone was on his line will cuss you out at the drop of a hat. Mm. But when we came into Christ and we got born again, we learned to be able to walk in another mentality. We learned to walk in another spirit, but we had to be taught how to walk in that spirit. And that's why God said, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, because you had to be renewed mm-mm-mm, to learn Amen. how to walk walk in, in the spirit of Christ like you do today. Amen. It, it probably takes a lot, a lot for a person to make you curse. Because you walk in the church and you walk around people and you you fellowship with people and you have learned from them on how to conduct yourself in the church and how mm. to conduct, conduct yourself as being a child of God. I'm not going to compromise. You learned the word compromise and you understood now what compromise is. I'm not mm. going to compromise who I am in Christ Jesus to, to satisfy somebody else. So you learned stuff. And that's what Paul is talking about. Those things that you saw me do, you do also. Amen. Amen. I just wanted to, to add that's that That's right. On. They do go together. They go hand in hand. Uh-huh. Verse 10, but I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at the last your care of me has flourished again, wherein ye were also careful, but ye lacked opportunity. Paul's in a place now where he can he can rejoice because the Philippians can once again care for him as they used to, as they once did. They were not always able to do so because of his present affliction, and the opportunity was not always available to them. Paul was not concerned about the gifts. He cared more to just be able to connect with them and to know their circumstances that they were still walking unto God as he had instructed them, as he had taught them, as he had showed them, as he had let them see him live out his life doing. Bishop. Well, this is another one uh, that 10 and 11 go together. Mm-hmm. Because I, 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 rejoice, I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at the last, 
your care of me has flourished again. And you tell him that that, that y'all have stood up again to come and give and, and take care of me. And he said, Wherein ye were also careful, but ye lack op- you lack opportunity. Not that I speak in respect of want, mm-hmm. for I have learnt in whatsoever state I am, therefore to be content. And he, he was like he's telling them that that the opportunity didn't open up because I didn't show that I needed anything because Amen. I was content in what I already had. So that's mm-hmm. when you lack the opportunity because I never gave you a door to come in because I was satisfied where I'm at. And see so he's saying sometimes that that, that that sometimes we're gonna we need to be content at where we at. Not that we don't want to desire more, but we need to be content where we at sometimes that we be able to digest what we have to be able to fill ourselves with some more. Amen. Because sometimes we want, we want, we want, we want. See, sometimes we want, we want, and sometimes Mm -hmm. it's like going to, and I got to use this, it's like going out to eat and somebody take you out to eat and then you want to, I'm going to go to this. And I already go. Sometimes a man will take a woman out to eat, right, and she'll try to eat, eat up everything in the place. You know what I'm saying? And overeat herself. Or a man will go somewhere, and some people say, no, he just eat, eat stuff himself. You know what I'm saying? But he wasn't content with eating enough to just satisfy and nourish himself. He went overboard, and he ate too much to make himself sick. This is what Paul mm. is talking about. I was content where I'm at because I didn't need any more of what y'all could give me. Amen. At this time. And we all got to find that place to be content sometime where we at and be able to, to let ourselves be able to open ourselves again to be able to receive what somebody else had for us. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it works in a lot of ways. Thank you, Holy Ghost. It works in a lot of ways, too, because... Sometimes you can be greedy with somebody, and the next time they have an opportunity, they won't even look to give you nothing because you're greedy. <laughs> Amen. You ever, come on, we you ever yeah. met somebody like that that you take them out and 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 and, and you tell them, well, well, you know, if you want anything, I get it for you. And then all of a sudden, they get this, they get that, they get this, and yeah. and, and then yeah. we go back, we go back <laughs> to some of us that might have grew up in the street. You be in a bar. And you get to the bar, and somebody been drinking a beer all day, and all of a sudden, when you walk to the bar and drink, they want to go all the way top shelf and make you spend a whole <laughs> bunch of money to buy them an expensive drink when they've been sitting there drinking beer all all, all night. Uh uh-uh. uh, uh uh. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you just gotta be content in what and where you at. Amen. That when that opportunity presents itself again for somebody to help you, they will help you. Yeah, I'm hoping I'm making sense to somebody. <laughs> I got you. Amen. Amen. In Amen. verse 12, it says, I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. Paul tells us here that he has been on both sides of the coin. He has been the receiver and he has been the giver. He says that he has been the person hungry and he has been the person that's full. He has also had materialistic things and yet he's had nothing. 
So he's telling Philippians. He's letting the Philippians. I'm sorry. No, that was somebody else. Somebody said, I'm sorry. Somebody else is on the line. Yeah. Okay. But they're not disrupting us. If they want to join in, whoever's on the line, we have Philippians, the fourth chapter. And right now we down at the uh, 12th verse. So please join in and share with us. And I did already. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to read the verse. Okay. Sorry. So I, as I said, I don't know. Paul Paul was on both sides of it. And I know that many of us have been on both sides of the coin. We've both given and we've both received. Uh, it, there are times that I've been hungry and times that I've been fooled. And then there are times that I had so much and yet had so little. But I have to say that for me, um, it's it's always been the other way around. But um, even when I had... There are times that I feel so, felt like I didn't have enough. Even even when um, I was given so much, I still felt like I lacked. And that's why I ask you, which which one are you? Which um which coin? Which side of the coin do you fall on? Are you falling on the you're giving? Are you falling on the, the receiving? Are you falling on the on on the end where you're um you're always full? Or do you have enough? But even if you really do, if you really do have enough, or you really are a giver, or you really are a receiver, do you feel like this way even if you do have it? Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you Amen. still feel that way even though you're you have God has blessed you, and you still find it find something wrong until you see the other side where someone else is. They really don't have, and yet they're content with it. They're okay with it. But you, on the other hand, and that's why Paul is telling the Philippians that they have to be content. They have to be content with what they have, whether they're full, whether they're hungry. They have to learn how to be content. Be content in and be content in in your faith. And I believe that's one of the big things he wants them to know. That they have to be content in their faith. Not just in the the giving and receiving, the hungry or the materialistic thing, but to be content in your walk with God. You have to learn how to walk with God and be content with what He gives you and what He holds back, because everything is not for you to have. Well, let, me, let, me, let me help you. Let me help you out here. Sure. Pastor, because you you're in the right place. You're in the right place. Mm-hmm. But I want you to understand. I mean, when we become content, there's a reason that we can stand and be content. And I'm, I'm going to mm-hmm. show you. I'm going to show you in what okay. you Because here we go, the 12 and 13 go together. Mm-hmm. Now, I both, now, now, both how to be a base. Mm-hmm. I know both how to be a base, and I know how to abound. Everywhere in all things, I'm instructed both to be full and to be hungry and both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ Jesus, 
which sentence me. So Paul was letting you know that 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 I, I I can be hungry, I can suffer, I can do all this, but my strength and being content where I'm at is Christ Jesus. Because he strengthens me to be able to hold on to myself no matter what Amen. I'm doing. See what I'm saying? And he and, then, and he says that, that this is the instructions that I got. And the fullness of the instructions is that I, I can do all things through Christ Jesus. There's nothing Amen. that I can't do. There's nothing that I can't go through. There's nothing that I can be confronted with. But if I count on Christ Jesus, he'll still be able to walk in. Ooh. The Bible says another thing that, that, that does touch base with this. It says one thing. Those who wait on the Lord, he will renew them. Amen. And it's the same thing it's the same thing here, I like going through something because you're waiting you'll be waiting on God to bring you through whatever you're going through. But then, then it, says that it says that scripture, how God strengthens you when he says, those who wait on the Lord, I shall renew their strength. He says that you shall not up on wings of eagles. Then he Amen. says that you shall run and not be weary. You shall walk and not Amen. be faint. So God says that this is how I'm going to strengthen you, that no matter what you do, you will not faint, you will not fall, and you'll be, you'll be mounting on wings of eagles and all that you do. Amen. You know? Mm-hmm. So so here we put both of them together, and we understand that in Christ, there's nothing I cannot do, and there's nothing I can't handle, because he's going to strip me to be able to go through it. He'll strip me to be able to handle it. I just want to break that down, because we need to understand that no matter what we're dealing with, we always got to call on Christ. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, want y'all, I want everybody on the line to really understand that because a lot of us is calling on the Father. Oh, oh God, help me. Oh, God. But he hears you, but he can't operate. Amen. <laughs> and then we have, we, you know, and... And I don't care. They could they they could say what I'm saying ain't true. But you go read the Bible. The Bible says that the Father put all power in the Son's hand. Mm-hmm. If I put all my power in His hand, mm-hmm. He didn't say some power. He said I put all power in my Son's hand. So who should we be calling on? Should we be calling on God or should we be calling on Jesus? Jesus. Jesus. Come on now. I'm giving you all the revelation tonight. Jesus. We need to call on Jesus. Because Jesus is the one that holds the power in his hand. He tells he said, you to respect. Now, I'm going to tell you what he did in the scripture. He said, respect my father, that when you go to him, ask the father in my name. Mm-hmm. And he didn't say that God would do it, but the next part of that scripture says, and I will do whatever you ask the father in my name. That's he said, but I want you to respect my father. When you go to him and you call on him, you say, God, help me. Say, help me in Jesus' name. And and, and, and know that my father, you, you're calling on him, but you're calling on him to allow me to, 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 as Jesus, to be able to do what you're calling on my father to allow me to do. Because I got the power. But I thank God that you're respecting my father. But he said, ask the father in my name. And then Jesus said that I will do it. Okay? 
Amen. Y'all take that revelation and walk with it. Because a lot of us run into God, 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 looking to the hills which come as my help, and God is hearing us, and he's saying, wow, ain't y'all reading your word? Didn't I tell you I put all power in my son's hand? In the blood of Jesus, get rich. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Verse 14. Oh, Notwithstanding, you have, you, have what yes. you, you have well done that ye did communicate with my affliction. Paul tells the Philippians that they have done well by him, and they were there for him, even in those, the, in those hard times and in his present situation, they were still there for him. Well, teacher, let me ask you something. What, <laughs> does, he, what does he mean there when he says, notwithstanding ye have well done, yet ye did communicate with my affliction? What does he mean they communicated with his affliction? What does he mean when he said they communicated with their, his, his affliction? How do we communicate with somebody's affliction? We stand by their side. Even when they're going to, we be there for them. No matter how, what it is, like Paul's his affliction is that he is in prison. And even though, oh, Lord, even though he is in prison, the, the um, Philippians have still stood by him. They have found a way to get in touch with him. They have found a way to communicate with him. They have not just um, forgotten about him. They've been there, not always in present in their physical being right there, but through communications, through letters. They have been there. They haven't just, oh, he's not, he's no longer here, so we'll just sweep him under the rug or he's gone, so he's out of sight, out of mind. No, they haven't done that. They still send money there. They, they still had um, Epatheus, I think his name is. They, he, he was still, they still had him communicating between him, him and Paul and Timothy communicating for them between them and Paul. Even in his affliction, even though he was in prison, even though he was out of the way, they still were there for him. Amen. Amen. You hit it, you hit it when you first started that they stood with him in his affliction. Um, no matter what. When you want evidence of what I'm saying, go over to Philippians 1 and 7. And it mm-hmm. says, even as it is meet, even as it is meet for me to think this of you, all, because I have you in my heart. And as much as both in my bond and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, Ye all are partakers of my grace. Amen. Amen. That means, that means he's telling us that we stood with him even in the midst of his affliction, that we walk with him through the grace that God has given. Mm. Because, see, when we, when we stand with somebody when they're going through, we empower them because grace is power. Mm-hmm. Mm. And where and where the where, where the power of grace is, and we unite that whatever you're going through, I'm gonna pray with you. I'm gonna walk through you with this. You know Amen. What I mean? You know what I'm saying? Because the same grace that abounds on you is the same grace that abounds on me. And the Bible says, when two or three come together in agreement, 
that God mm-hmm. is in you. Yes, oh, yes. No. You got to understand that, 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 that grace is what empowers you to move through whatever you're going through, and the only place that you get grace from is God. Amen. Because the Bible says that it's the grace of God, but the activation of the grace of God is through Jesus Christ. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Like I said, Jesus holds the power in his hand. Yes, he does. In verse 15, it reads, Now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated me with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. Mm. Paul, Paul looked back at the beginning when he first began his ministry journey. He says he remembers that there was no church that had his back but the church of Philippi. Nowadays, from what I've experienced, I would say that most churches have their own backs, but no longer have, um, I can't say that word, benevolism, benevolent. The church has had money for their members when they get in trouble. They don't have that fun anymore. You ask the church that, they don't have it. Philippians, they, they were there for Paul. They, 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 were, they were there to send money. They, um, um, how do you say that? They raised money for Paul. But nowadays, most churches know. They won't even help their, 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 their congregation when they get in trouble. They, they're looking at your tithes to see what you paid in tithes, or, or we don't have it. I can't, think, I can't say that word. I'm sorry, man. Well, I'm gonna tell you, that's benevolence fund, the benevolence fund. Yeah, they don't have that no. A lot of churches don't have that no more. But no more. Let me tell you, it's a shame that we have allowed that part to be taken away from the church. And as me being an overseer, I don't. Our churches, my churches, are gonna have that because Amen. let me tell you something. You've been paying tithes. You've been giving your offering, and all of a sudden your house burned down or, or you can't pay your rent or whatever. you telling me you can't come to my house, to the house of God, and get me to help you, and you've been pouring in and pouring in, and you've been mm-hmm. doing what the book said to do over in the book of Malachi, that you've been putting stuff in the storehouse of God, and now we can't reach out to help you? Something wrong. Oh, well, I guess I'm And that's why I tell people all the time, it ain't nothing like being in a local church than trying to be in one of them old mega churches where they don't, they don't even know who you are. Amen. <laughs> you better go back. You better go. You need to go on back to listening to Cheers. You remember that? You remember if y'all that looked at Cheers when Cheers was a TV show? It said mm-hmm. it ain't nothing like going to a place where everybody know your name. Yeah. And that's my motto when it comes to the church. And ain't nothing like being in the church where everybody knows your name. Amen. Amen. Yes, Lord, yes. And yes. I don't believe in I don't believe in and from Pastor Charles on down to to all my pastors. And I know Pastor Charles do it because she'll reach out to any of them if they need help. But I but Amen. I want to see back in the church that we have a benefit. 
that venom, whatever uh, fund that is poured in there, money is poured in there for any time that one of the saints in the church need help. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. To get on Amen. my nerves that, that, that a saint got to pay to get to have a funeral at the church. And you've been coming to my church all the time. You ain't got to pay for no funeral. Bring your family in here. Let me bury you in the joy of the Lord because you've been a faithful servant unto this house of God. And now you you got to turn around and I got to, y'all got to pay for the, Pay the pastor to come preach and then pay the church. Ooh, come you on, get out of here. Oh, yes. That's not right. right. You better get Amen. out of here. Ain't near the church right. that God gave me. That's why God made me overseer because he want me to bring back in the joy of the Lord in the church. That when well, you know oh, that yes. your mama or your daddy, they may have been a member of my church, but they moved all the way to Alabama to spend their last days and they died, but they wanted to be buried back well, up in my church. Free, free, Come free, on back free. to my church. Yes. They're going to bury you for free. We ain't, you ain't going to pay Amen. nothing because Amen. you were a member. And you may have left, but you always been a member, even though you went somewhere else to go live. You still my member. Oh yes, Hallelujah. Oh yes, Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes. I don't yes, think yes. that nobody needs to be. That nobody has to pay a dollar to be. They have a funeral in the house of God. Jesus. And pay the, the pastor to come do what is his duty as being a man or a woman of God Amen. to oversee a funeral. They shouldn't have to pay the various amount. They pay the they pay the they pay the funeral parlor for the casket and everything. Why they gotta come pay for a servant in the house of God? Yes, in the house of God. Oh, they get me excited right with that nonsense. People paying people paying people paying to come to church to have a wedding. They get married. They gotta pay the pastor to marry them. That's his job. That's his job. He ain't supposed to get paid for that. If you want to give him something, give it to him. But he ain't supposed to tell you, well, y'all got to pay me this much if y'all want to get married, and then y'all got to pay this much for the church. The house of God was already established for us to come in and and be joined together in holy matrimony. Did you hear what I said? Holy matrimony. I didn't say matrimony. It was joined for us to come in the house of God for holy matrimony. Where can you be joined together but in the house of God for it to be holy? Come on, oh, yeah. come Amen. on now. Amen. Oh yes, and I gotta, Amen. I gotta, I gotta pay for something to be. To, I gotta pay you for something to get something that's holy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and God, it. and God gives me His holiness for nothing. Come on, y'all better, y'all better get up. Y'all better wake mm-hmm. up, and y'all better establish the church back in the order that God is, that God established the house of God in from the beginning. Uh-huh. Sorry, I'm sorry, Pastor. I got a little excited. That's but right. that's all right. You're talking that's right. right. You're talking right. Amen. Yes, because Jesus God. already paid. We'll never know how much he paid for us. Yes. Amen. Yes. Made an ultimate sacrifice for all of us, all of our sins. Yes, Lord. Paid enough. Mm. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. You're right, Amen. My Lord, my Lord. Everything we got to pay for in the church, and I pay tithes, and I pay an offering, and then when something's going on in my family, my family got to pay for something to happen in the, in the house of God that, I, mm. that I've been doing what the Word of God told me to do from the book of Malachi. Mm-hmm. And, then the, and then the Bible said one thing, that if I did these things, that he would open up the windows of heaven unto me and pour out oh. blessings. 
that oh, would overtake me. And yet, and yet, and yet I got to come to you as I've been doing what I'm supposed to do. That's supposed to be one of my blessings right there that I get, that you funeralize me for nothing. That's my blessing. Amen. I'm dead, but you blessed me in my death. Yeah. 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 Oh, Lord. Then you from Philippians. <laughs> I heard this. Yeah, we're, we're in Philippians, the fourth chapter, and we're down to the 15th verse. 15. 16. 16. 16. 16. Oh, 16 verse. I'm sorry, I'm late. That's all Amen. Right. That's all right. Amen. Sorry, we're late. Well, I just want y'all to understand that that it's time for us to it's time for us leaders to put the cows back in the right order that God had established it from the beginning. Yeah. All we got all we got all we got to do is read the Book of Acts, and we go in Titus, and we go in, and we understand the structure from Timothy and Titus and all them all them books about how to establish the church. When the over in Acts. It tells you when the, when the apostles were ministering and laying before God for the people, they had to ordain certain men to go out and, and, and minister to the, to the people. Mm-hmm. And they didn't charge the, the widows and the orphans to, to give them and, and, and care for them. They didn't charge them. Mm, that's right. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. And yet we don't want we don't want to help nobody in the house of God unless unless we can look at their their financial bill their financial status. Jesus, say that again, Bishop. <laughs> say that again. You got to look at your financial status to be able to help you, and that ain't what God calls us to do. He told us in in, in Galatians in the sixth chapter. He says, whatever the <laughs> opportunity presents itself, that we should be willing to help one another and more so those that are in the house of God. That's all I say. That's Amen. right. Come on now. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm telling you, you we, we need to reestablish the house of God in the word of God and walk according to the word in his house. Mm. Amen. 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 Because you can believe one thing, and I'm going to let you go on, Pastor. You can believe mm-hmm. one thing. If you treat the people good, the people are going to treat the house of God good. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Every time when the people come in the house, you ain't running around with a, with a, book, with a bucket before they leave for them to get some money. Mm-hmm. I, I hate to go to Bible studies, and then they, they sit around a little thing, but you, you know, we're taking a collection for the Bible study. For what? Mm-hmm. You took collections up on Sunday. If you took collections up on Sunday, you paid for the lights to be on the night. Believe that. <laughs> you telling me I can't come in the house of God every time I come in for a program or I come in for something, I got to hit that little bucket? Uh-uh. I don't want to be a part of this, dude. The Bible, the Bible told me freely given. That's what he told me. He didn't say he said free. That was the word. Mm-hmm. He said freely given. Mm-hmm. Amen. And now, when he said freely given, he left me the opportunity to sow back in what I got for free. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'll stop teaching about that right now. So let me, let me go. All right. Verse 16 goes on to say that, for even in Thessalonica, 
ye sent once and again unto my necessity. Paul goes on to tell us about the help he received from the Philippians, even while he was in Thessalonica, and how the Philippians still continue to help him. And, and that's what, that's another thing where it comes in where um, even even while he was gone, the Philippians still reached out to him. You know, that's like the missionary fund, the missionary fund that they used to have. They, they I don't know if they still have it. I don't know too many churches that do have it. But the missionary fund, if, if someone from your church went out to another country, the missionaries went out, they, they, raised, they raised up money to send to them. But now that's just not that's just not so. You don't get that help anymore. The even the missionaries over out over in different countries have to get jobs and stuff. So they no longer get the help from the church like they used to have it. But Paul, he had that backup with the Philippians. Wherever he went, the Philippians still sent money to him. <laughs> I want. I I want you I want you to re-talk about what you just said. I'm mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm 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 not I want you to learn this. I want you to yes, read sir. I want you to read sixteen and seventeen together because they go together. And once you read them together, you'll get a better understanding to what the Holy Ghost is gonna tell you to say about that that bit. Okay. They go together. Amen. Read, read, read sixteen read sixteen and then read seventeen and then you'll see okay. what I'm saying. For even in Thessalonica, ye sent once and again unto my necessity, not because I desire a gift, but I desire a few that may abound to your account. Go ahead. Now, now, now I believe I'll talk that explain in each verse, each one, one by one. It does connect. Yes, it does. So when I, when I was in here and, and my church was my family, so I had to break it, break it down. <laughs> break it, break it down. It says not because I desire a gift, but I desire future that may abound to your account. No, he does not desire a gift. And 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 the gift that the gift that he was getting, that that each each one of his um members Oh, how do I don't know how to say that. It says that he does not want to give, but but what he wants, what he does want, is for their faithfulness and their servitude not to go unnoticed by God. That was their they go deeper. Their account. Mm-hmm. Amen. I'm sorry, ma'am. Ma'am, did you say something? Yes, I just wanted to add to it too. I think what Reverend Carpenter said. If you look at that verse, it's really mm-hmm. you know the old saying that it's more blessed to give than receive. When yes, we give somebody, we receive that more of a blessing. It says here that when we give to those in need, it not only benefits the receiver, but it benefits us as well. And I think that's what Reverend Crawford is referring to. And that's, what I, that's what I wanted you to see, Pastor, that when he said, okay. oh, even in Thessalonians, you sent once, and again, unto my necessity. But then mm-hmm. he said, now because... Not because I desired a gift. And see, he didn't, he didn't, they sent because they knew that he was in need. And he needed that. And he wasn't sending, he didn't, he, he did not need no gift from mm-hmm. him that, that, but they sent because he was in need. When God blesses us, he don't bless us in our wants, he blesses us in our needs. And that need. God blesses us according to our needs. 
not our wants, not our desires, but because mm-hmm. of our necessity of what we need. Mm-hmm. Um, the other part of that that, that you can see, that he says, not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. And mm-hmm. as the pastor just said, he wanted you to get blessed for blessing him. Mm-hmm. See, he see we don't do it. He we don't, we don't understand it. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I'll tell you. I, I'm going back to that story I gave earlier. They, they may not have been there. But okay. that pastor that I had the thing with, he got mad because I used to teach Bible study. When I, taught, when I first went, I stayed a whole year in that church without them even knowing I was in ministry because God told me to do it. God said, I don't want okay. them to know who you is. I want you to sit here. I sat in a Bible study, and there was only me and three other people that came to that Bible study every Wednesday night for a whole year. The pastor mm-hmm. decided, they decided the pastor, he couldn't do it no more because he took on some other, and they were saying, well, who, who should teach? And they turned around and said, well, let Reverend Carpenter teach. I taught mm. that Bible study. To God be the glory. That Bible study went from two people to 30 people inside of two weeks. Mm. That I started teaching that Bible study. And the thing was, and the thing was that the pastor got mad because I'm, I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. The pastor got mm-hmm. upset because the people would come on Sunday morning and give me envelopes. Mm. Every Sunday, mm-hmm. I would get envelopes from the people that came to Bible study. And, and, mm-hmm. and to show you, to show you, what it was God and not me. The deacons, some of their wives didn't go to our church, but they came to our Bible study because they wanted wow. to know what their husbands were learning because their husbands had come back home and started talking some talk they hadn't been talking and learning the Word of God. Amen. Mm-hmm. All right? And that's what Paul was talking about, that, that, that the blessings, he wanted them to feel the fruit because when you bless your pastor, when you walk up on your pastor and you sow a seed in your pastor, you believe God blesses you for sowing that mm-hmm. seed. Mm-hmm. When you sow a seed into a man of God or a woman of God, even if they ain't your pastor, but you, you just, God is leading you or the Spirit's leading you to go get them and sow something, believe me, you get, you get blessed for that sowing. That's why it says mm-hmm. over there that you can reap a prophet's reward. See, a lot of people don't understand that prophet reward, but it's when you bless the prophet that you receive mm-hmm. the prophet reward. And that's what Paul mm-hmm. is saying here. Paul is telling you in so many ways. He said, not because I desire the gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. Mm-hmm. He wants to see you get blessed. Go ahead, Pastor. I'm sorry. Well. I ain't mm-hmm. sorry, but thank God for that. But I... It brings you to a better understanding that when you sow in the people, you got to receive a harvest from God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Because you got some people yes, that all they want to do is see you sowing in them, but they don't never sow in you. Amen. I know a lot of people like that. <laughs> don't never send you nothing. Don't want to do nothing for you. You know what I'm saying? Amen. It goes on to say, I have and I have and I abound. I am full. I am full, having received epatherotheus, the things which were sent from you, an odor of and sweet of a, of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well pleasing to God. Now I might need your help with that one. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Let's go. Let's go back over to chapter two and twenty-five. 
of the same thing. 2 and 25 says, Yet I suppose it necessary to send to you, Ephesus, my brother, and, and companion, and labor, and fellow soldier, but your messenger. Open the door. And he that man who ministered to my warmth. What Paul is saying here is that, but I have all abound, and I am full, having received of epinephrine, the things that were sent from you, an aura of a sweet smell and a sacrifice acceptable and well-pleasing to God. Because Paul knew one thing, that the people made, they made sacrifices to be able to give to you. There's nothing like, like a person making a sacrifice to give unto you. Come on, y'all. Y'all got to catch that one. You know what I'm saying? Because, I had to walk because, away from and, and, and if you don't catch it, I'll take you to a woman that made a sacrifice and God overwhelmingly blessed her. If you go, some of you that, that are Bible scholars or Bible readers that read the story about Elijah and the woman in the, and with her son, and she only had a small portion. She only had a small portion to give, and she told, she told Elijah, I don't have enough to feed you. I only got enough for me and my son. And Elijah told the lady to give him the food. And the lady turned around and made that sacrifice to give him some of the food that she was splitting between her and her son. Amen. And when you, read, when you go back and read that scripture, every day the bowls were full with stuff for her to make more, to make more meal. So they can have more, more, more stuff to eat. Because that was their passion, right? And that's, and that's they, what Paul is saying here. He said that y'all made a sacrifice with the stuff that y'all sent by, by whatever the guy's name. I can't. I'm, I'm not good with these people's names. Ephesite Titus. And he says that that having received the Ephesite Titus, the things which were sent from you in aura of a sweet smell. And he's talking about the sweet smell because it made him feel good. You know what I'm saying? And probably they sent them, they, they might have sent them some food. <laughs> so, you know, when you're hungry, any, everything smells good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he said it had a sweet smell. And then he turned around and he said, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. That y'all made a sacrifice to do this for me. Right, right. You know and what I'm saying? Whenever we make a sacrifice to do something for somebody, to go out our way to do something, that's a sacrifice when you go out your way. Yeah, come from the heart. That shows the love. That's it. That's it. And yeah. when and with the love, it's a blessing unto God. Because yeah. God sees his son in you. Yeah. Because God sees his son in you because God sees himself in you. Because God made a, he made a sacrifice. He said, I so love the world, I gave my only begotten son. He made a sacrifice. And when he sees us making a sacrifice, Amen. 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 Ain't nothing like God, ain't nothing like you wanting God to see himself in you. It takes a whole lot. We can never measure up to the sacrifice he made, but he honors us in the sacrifices that we do make. Amen. Amen. 
Mm-hmm. I just love the word of God. <laughs> Amen. Oh, yeah. Amen. Amen. In verse 19, it goes on to say that, but my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So I think we all know what that means. Paul said that he knows that God will supply, give him what he needs, but it is only through God's riches and glory by Christ Jesus that he will get all his needs supplied. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Again, again, let me share with the people that came on the line. We want you to know one thing inside of that, that we have to know. And I told them, and I want you all to get this word of revelation too. And it's true. It's not only a word of revelation. You can go in the Bible and find it. But God put all power in Jesus' hands. We keep praying to God, but God is not the one that orchestrates the power that is manifesting on the earth, but it's Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's why that's why we, we need to call on the name of Jesus when Amen. we're going to do something. We need to call on Jesus in our prayers about what we need to be done because the power ain't in the Father's hands, but the power's in the Son's hands. <laughs> and if, and if you, I think I gave you all the scripture before. That where Jesus says in prayer, he says, when you pray, ask the Father in my name. Amen. That's right. And then the next part of the scripture after he said that, it don't say that my Father do it. He said that I will do it. He says, I will do it. Just ask my Father in respect for him of what you want in my name. But then whatever you ask him for, I'm going to do it. Because the power's in my hands. He put all, he didn't say some power. He said, I put all power in my son's hands. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. And I sometimes I think God looks at us when we be trying to call on him. He's saying, well, y'all call on me. Oh, that's cool. But my son is the one that, he's the one that can do this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Reverend Copper, I just wanted to add to that also. I think uh-huh. sometimes people get a little confused when we say he will supply all of thy needs. And I think that sometimes that we in the Christian family, we kind of forget our needs and wants get mixed up together. Amen. God didn't say he's going to always supply your wants, but he said he will supply all of your needs if we just trust in him. And I just want to Amen. just highlight that part there, supply all of your needs, because we do get confused with needs and wants. Amen. We do. We do. We think, we think just because we desire something. It's like, it's like that one that says, those who love the Lord, he will give them the desires of their heart. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And you think that it's your desire, but it ain't. It's his desire. Amen. Because it's the desire that he has planted in you through the word of God, that you don't, you're not looking for earthly things, but you're looking for spiritual things. Things that's going to mm-hmm. please you. Right, because the things of God Amen. are spiritual and not, and not natural. Right. Amen. So Thank now you. your desire, the desire of your heart is not the things of the earth, but the things of God. Things of God. He will give you the desire of heart. And we thank you for all Pastor Tom. Uh, God bless you, Reverend Carpenter. Thank, thank you. you. 
verse 20 goes on to say, Now unto God, our Father, be glory forever and ever. I'm telling you, that's Paul's closing of his letter, and it said to God, May God be praised forever and ever. He's telling the Philippians, May God be praised forever and ever, which he's also telling us. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Verse 21. That was, that was, that was verse 20. Uh-huh. Oh, great. The final. So being a benediction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. Uh-huh. Verse 21 says, Salute every saint in Christ Jesus, the brethren which are with me, greet you. Paul sent his greetings to them. And he said that those that are with him in prison also send their greetings too. Uh-huh. I like that. It, Salute every saint. Uh-huh. Every some saints, but every saint that's in Jesus Christ. Salute. Amen. Amen. Oh, Amen. That's that's that's. That just makes me feel so good. All of the sisters and brothers, everybody who who believes in Christ Jesus, that he lived and died and rose again for us, and that he took mm-hmm. away all of our sins, that he paid the price for us, that yes. he an honor that we have found our way, that we have searched for him and we found him, we have a personal relationship with him. You know, it's it's it just makes me feel teary-eyed to know that, Saying welcome, welcome. We, my Lord, my Lord. We're Thank glad you. Others in Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Everything in Jesus. Thank you. Yes, I'm, I, I, I like to I like to add on to what missionary said, and just take you off for another way. It says, "Salute everything in Christ Jesus." And, and here, Paul is saying that how he lifts up every saint. And the thing about it, he's letting us know that we should do the same to one another. Yeah. We should always salute each other. When we when we see each other, we should always lift each other up. The Bible says that we should lift each other up daily. I, I, I should be lifting and saluting you every day that I see you. Every day that I think about you, I should be lifting up your name. Amen. Amen. I should never downcast none of my brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because could you please break down the word salute so everybody can really understand what salute is all about? When we salute someone, what are we actually doing? Well, what salute is that we're commending of who they are. It's like mm-hmm. in the Army. When I was in the Army, break we, had down. Salute. Right. We, we had to salute. The lieutenants and, was, and people of different levels, we had to salute. But here, that's, that's, he's telling us yeah. that it ain't about the level that you want. It's just about you Come being. On. It's just about you a being child. a child of God that we should Come be able on, to salute that's you. Right. Just with being that's in right. the body of Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a salute and is just like you know. right. and, and let me give you a, a little further. A salute is what I said from the beginning. It's just that we should be able to acknowledge each other when we see each other. 
Yes, a homage. Because that, that's all it was when I was in the Army. When we saw a lieutenant or somebody coming with bars, we saluted them to acknowledge who they were. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, I think that, and I think the key word here said that we should salute all who belong to Christ Jesus. Amen, we amen. We get into the church, and if you're not a, a pastor or if you're not a high official, people just walk by you and don't even acknowledge it at all. But here it says we need to salute all who belong to Christ Jesus, something that we in the church need to understand and recognize that everyone who's a child of God should be given the same respect in the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let, me, let, me, let me give you all an example. Let's <laughs> take you all to go. And I always got to use myself. I go to a church, and the church I go to, they open up for everybody to welcome everybody. Sometimes I, when I sit in the pulpit, this Sunday was the first time I, I decided not to sit in the pulpit, but I usually sit in the pulpit with them. Do you know I'm only one of them among the ones that have run through the whole church hugging and shaking everybody's hands? And, and by the time I get back there, they be getting ready to play, start playing the music, and I have to dance my way back up the stairs and get in the pulpit because I done mm-hmm. greeted everybody in the church. Mm-hmm. From, from, oh, from adult, adult, adult all the way down to little babies. I done shook their hand, hugged them, <laughs> everybody. You and know they what? look at me all the time. They be like, wow, why, why, why did you do that? You run out there, and the rest of the people that's in leadership, they just stand in the pulpit and greet uh-huh. each other. But you come running out and you greet the people because uh-huh. because that's what God told me that I need to do. Amen. Can I just say something? Because it, it just took me back to my childhood when Amen. I used to go to services with my parents. They always greeted them coming. And greeted them leaving. Amen. Uh-huh. At the institute of the church, of yeah, the and and the pastor would be there, and there'd be the deacons to be there. And as we line up coming in, there's one on each side of the door shaking Amen. our hands, on it, rub your head uh-huh. on it. Don't you look cute today? Welcome, come on in. Sunday school's downstairs, but everyone that come in that door, they shake their hand, and and and, and, and it's the same thing. Thank you to everybody then. We'll be greeting and saluting the pastor. It was a wonderful service, Pastor. Nice. Amen. You gotta understand one thing. You gotta understand one thing. One thing. And, and I just wanna say this. I I made a comment of what I what I'm doing with some of my pastors. The my pastor is on the night, you know what I'm saying? She I don't know, me and her's on a spiritual wavelength, so she I don't even have to tell her she she already catches whatever I'm thinking. But that's <laughs> Pastor Charles. Pastor Charles. <laughs> I don't know what God just hooked up with me and her. But uh, whatever I'm thinking, she got it already. But the thing is, I made I made a thing. I said, you know what? It's the saying that God that we have changed the church. But I you know what? And the churches and the people that God gave me to oversee and to, and to deal with. I'm going to take them back to when church is over, that they walk and they, and, and they do what, what missionaries said, that they greet, the, they, they greet the people on their way leaving the church. And, and I said that. And this Sunday, the co-pastor, the pastor's son, got up, walked down, gave his benediction at the door, and started shaking everybody's hand as they were leaving. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. It makes people feel more at home 
when they mm-hmm. can touch the pastor on their way out. It's an it's untouchable it's pastor that they don't even want to feel, they don't feel no relationship with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We are the church. He lives in each one of us, his children, his saints. Yes, it's nice that we just acknowledge one another. And we, you just read it there, salute every saint in Christ. Mm-hmm. Everyone. You know, mm-hmm. We should always, if, if you just can, can feel their spirit, just nod your head. I know who you are. I feel your spirit. So just, Amen. You know, sister, good morning, brother. You know, you know the evil doers out there. You can feel them before they even get close to you. Mm-hmm. You know, but when, but when you know what you know, what you know, that's a sister or brother of Christ. It's good morning. How you doing? Salute them. You know, but you, God, but see, you gotta, you gotta understand one thing, missionary. It is something sometimes, and so everybody is not like everybody in the church. But you've been doing this, and you've been doing that, and you've been doing this, and nobody ever acknowledged you. Some people love that that behind the scenes it don't make them, but some people say, "God, leave." And that's why the Bible says that we should honor those that should be honored. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and when I look at that, that all of us that are walking in the Bible, body of Christ should be able to honor each other whenever we see each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. You know Amen. what I'm saying? Because you know one thing? We are all soldiers in the army of the Lord. And believe me, we all are on the battlefield. And I don't know when. When I might need you to come in the battle with me. You don't know when you're going to need me to come in the battle with me. But if we, if we salute, salute and acknowledge each other every time we see each other, I ain't got no, there ain't no way I can't run to your rescue. Oh, yeah. Amen. Amen. There ain't no way. Because that person that, that, that don't never salute you or that person in church that never acknowledge you and act like and we talked about that late earlier in this in this in this um in the scripture about the 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 um what's the name inside the clicks inside the church. We talked about that earlier. But the thing is that if I never speak to you at church, I never acknowledge you and something and all of a sudden I'm going through something, you may overlook me. Well, they don't talk to me. I don't. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. I pray for them. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But you ain't gonna come to see. You ain't gonna come by my house to see if I'm all right. Cause we don't have no relationship. <laughs> we don't have no relationship. God I ain't said. Go house. They don't. They, they don't speak to me at church. What I'm gonna go by their house for? I pray for them. I ain't gonna buy their house. And that's what you hear. But Jesus said we should all <laughs> in mind. We should have him. And imitate him. Yeah, he always showed love, whether they was coming to to scoff him, to to slander his name in front of him. When he was getting baptized, they all the big shots was all around him. Come, don't get away from there, you vipers. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Other than that, he was always telling everybody love, just love. Amen. Love. Amen. Supposed to be of one mind, just like that. Mm-hmm. Don't don't have that. If we all there praising God, if we know the same God, if you praising the same God, I'm praising. Then we know because He already wrote it in our hearts and in our mm. minds what we supposed to know that pleases Him. The Lord is already in. We know we're not supposed to behave like we ain't supposed to act ugly, especially in the house, His house, and God's <laughs> house. 
It's so like that thing coming up inside you, welling up inside you with your chest starting mm-hmm. to stick out. I don't like that person. I'm better than that person. Just make it go right back down. This ain't nothing of that. You know, that's not Christ-like. Get on out of here, Satan. Mm-hmm. Oh, I I know your trick. Mm-mm. Amen. Amen. God, yeah. Amen. God anointed that person. God blessed that person. God chose that person just like he chose me. You know, I can't look at myself no better. We're supposed to, like we said earlier, raise each other up for the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Kingdom. Not about ourselves. Otherwise, mm-hmm. our heart has changed a bit. Our heart is still in the old world. And our, mm-hmm. and our, we're supposed to be feeling something different going on. We're supposed <laughs> Amen. Supposed to be moving up the level. Like you were telling me sometimes as a babe, it's time to get off the milk and the pablum. You know, mm-hmm. it's time to move to the next level. You ain't stay the same place. And, and you're not accepting and you're not you're 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 not obeying. Mm-hmm. He's teaching us when we open up this this living this living word right here. Amen. Open. Amen. You know, you're supposed to grow a little bit more. You open up your eyes and your mind and you hear it and you, you see a little bit. Oh, man, I done read that 20 times before. Come on, Come on missionary. Mm-hmm. All right. Always Amen. Change. Amen, Amen. 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 missionary. Amen. Uh, missionary, where's that, where, where's that scripture at, please? Hebrews what? Hebrews 8. Hebrews 8. There you go. 8 and what? My uh, ten first, ten. There you go. That's it. Eight ten. There you go. Thank that's you, missionary. Amen. Thank you, my love. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Cause that 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 um that was an aha moment for me. Okay. Aha. All right. Aha. Well, it feels uh-huh. good. It ends up. Nah, ain't nothing wrong with it. I just said, okay, uh uh-huh. mm-hmm. <laughs> I know the Lord said, I know that's the Lord talking. I know, thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you. No, don't even worry about it. We love, we love for people to share in all our Bible studies. So it ain't no thank difference you. from Thursday night when you come over here on Monday night. We always want to hear what the Lord has to say in you because he don't only speak to us. The same Holy Ghost is in you, the same one in me. Amen. 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 That's why he say fellowship. Amen. And that's why, that's why he said fellowship, but he gave us a word that we really stand on. When we come together, he said it should always be an iron shouting an iron. Amen. You should all be able to receive from one another because whatever we hear is going to make us a little more sharper in some places that we wouldn't sharp at all. Yes, God. Amen. Jesus. Amen. Amen. Excuse me. Oh, 22, Pastor. I'm coming. I'm coming. So we all in agreement that salute means to greet, to say hello, to acknowledge yeah. someone? Yeah. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. the saints, 22 said, all the saints salute you chiefly. They are of the Caesar's household. So, all um, uh, in other words, Paul had got most of the guards to get, um, had converted most of the guards. So, <laughs> also, the guards, the guards also sent their greetings to the greetings to, Philipp, to the Philippians also. 
Amen. And let me let me help my pastor out when she finished and give it to y'all in scripture. Go ahead, Pastor. Okay. Let me give it to y'all in scripture and one Philippians one and thirteen. It says so that my bonds in Christ are manifested in all the palace and all the other places. And that's when Paul was letting us know that even though he was in bond, he was still spreading the gospel in them places and people were getting saved, even in the palace. And that's why it comes back here to say that all the saints salute you, chiefly they that are of Caesar's household. Because even in the house of the king of Caesar, he had converted Caesar's guards to become (laughs) children of God. And that's what, that's what it's about. We're supposed to see, see and, and, and I, I just want to share with you. Paul and awesome. just know there ain't no place that we, as children of God, shouldn't be able to go convert somebody. Mm-hmm. So, can, I, can I tell you that one more time? There's no place that we should not be able to go and share the word of God that somebody shouldn't be converted. Amen. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Here he went in the palace. He was bound. He was a prisoner, and yet the prisoner converted the people converted. that God were, were looking over. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. It's a shame. It's a shame in the house of God today that, that half the people in some of these houses of God haven't been converted yet. Yes. Lord, huh? my Lord, say that again. And, that, and, and that's because we have got it, away from and 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 I love I, I love what God has given me because I can pour out to the people that God gave me to cover these things. The thing is that we're not and 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 pastor, my pastors that come online can tell you I ain't a man caught up in about a dollar, and that's what's happening the today. They caught up in about money, and they uh-huh. and they all they want is the money, but they're not converting the people that they're getting the money from. Amen. 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 And God didn't send us to be here. God, God sent us to here to be soul savers. Yeah. That's what he sent us here. We, our our yeah. soul mission yeah. as being children of God is to save souls. Amen. That, was our main, that was our main mission is to save souls. And yet, and yet our leaders are not driving us into about how to minister to saving souls. But they're, mm. they're ministering to us how to give a dollar out of our pocket. Give a dollar. <laughs> Amen. Say that. Yes, they do. But yes, Paul, Paul shows us here how he went in the house of Caesar and converted the soldiers into becoming saints. Mm. Mm. Amen. In the house of Caesar. You know who Caesar was, that king. Yeah. <laughs> no less. His guards. Mm, his his uh keepers. Mm, mm, mm. That's, you know, mm-hmm. you know. I used to get upset in New York. I'd be on the train, and people get, you know, even 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 until I really got to understand, people. I'd be on the train at rush hour, and it probably still it still happens today because it happened when I was in New York visiting, and a person just got up and started preaching along the whole car. Mm-hmm. How in the world are they doing it? How in the world are they doing it? 
But but here when you read Paul, it makes you know why they're doing it. Because they're trying to they're trying to spread the gospel so somebody could be converted on a ride mm-hmm. going home from work. Or they preach mm-hmm. it on the morning on a ride going to work that somebody could be converted and thinking about God and giving their life over to him because that thought has been planted, that seed has been planted into them about the goodness of who Christ is. Oh, yeah. But but at one time, that thing used to bother me. Why don't you sit down and shut up? I just got out of work. I want to go to sleep. It's fine. <laughs> ready. Now, <laughs> now today, now today I, I understand it even more. Yes. And, it's a, and it's a joy to have people like that that are sowing seeds and spreading the gospel. Amen. You know what I'm saying? That, they, Amen. that, that people can be converted. You're like, man, uh-huh. And I know at one time I wanted to throw a hot soda or something on. Be quiet. Go on. <laughs> Amen. Oh, boy. You got one more sentence, I think. Verse, right? Yes, one more verse. Verse 23, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. 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 <laughs> we can go to Rome. I think saying that was. <laughs> we can go to Rome. And what does that one mean? What does that verse mean? Paul answers or that. May, oh, my phone just linked. That may the may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. They will be with all of you. They will be with all all of Philippians. He was saying his goodbye. In, in, in the end of his letter, because as my husband always say, there's no really no verses. The verses only came in when Nan took over the Bible. But <laughs> Paul wrote the letter. Amen to that. Paul wrote the letter, and we broke and Nan broke it down into um, verses. Yeah. Chapters and verses. Uh huh. As he was in his letter, and he was he was giving his his last salutation. Hmm. That he wanted to, the, that that may there be grace to all of us, and no, this is almost like it could almost be a, um, the benediction also. Well, that's what it is. This is the benediction. Okay. I've never heard. I never. I've never heard this one right here. I've heard a lot of them, but it, it, yeah, that's what he usually say. May the grace of God and the peace of His Holy Spirit. I've never heard it say exactly like this. Rest, rule, and abide. Forevermore. Forevermore. Yeah, let it rest root and abide in you. And what happens is people just say the ones that they that see. It don't matter where you go. People mm-hmm. are always going to take benedictions, and whatever is the one that everybody is saying, that's the one mm-hmm. they they try to join in so they can be in that group. Because there's a whole lot of different benedictions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, 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 you know, I had went in the Bible and saw about all other different benedictions that you could give at the end of a service. And all of them ain't the same. Yeah, they're not. You know, they're but not. one thing, but just to get back, so with missionary, and if you don't mind me sharing, Pastor, the grace of our okay. Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. And what what he was letting us know, one thing, that he wants, he wants the grace the grace, the power of God to be with power. us. 
while we while we are absent from one another. Because that's what it always says. You know what I always want to say? Lord, while we are absent from one another, well, while we are absent from one another, I want to cover you with the grace of Christ Jesus. That it, it will empower you, it will cover you in the absence until we come together again. Again. Until and we come together again. And, and that's why we say amen. When we say amen, amen is a word of agreement that we agreement. agree with. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's why I tell people, don't let people, I just wrote on Facebook, people telling people, if you don't say amen, that a curse is going to fall on you. And I, right there, I see people be making your people say amen. Oh, my God. I, did you see what I, I, I don't know, Pastor, I, I know some of the rest of y'all ain't on Facebook. But I'm kind of seeing this, that if you don't say this, if you don't say you like this, that that, that bad luck is going to happen to you if you don't say amen. And I had to write up there, I don't live by bad luck. I live out of grace. Come on now. And if I don't want to say amen, amen is a word that I agree to what you're talking about. I might not agree to it. Agree. Amen. That's right. And you ain't going to make me agree to it telling me a curse is going for me. Don't pass this. <laughs> don't see this and pass it by and don't say amen because bad luck is going. Let bad luck come. It won't, it won't, it won't have no place here. Yeah. Amen. We, we got to understand. I, 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 in my younger days in ministry, uh, 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 um, I think it was not Mark, Mark Sharona, but it was this other dude. He was evangelist. One day, I'm 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 listening to the, look at the TV ministry, TV, and I'm watching, I'm watching, and he's saying, "Well, I say amen, say amen. I'm I'm amen, and I'm amen." And at the time. I was smoking cigarettes. He said, Jesus, stop smoking cigarettes. Amen, amen. And I'm amen, and I'm repeating everything he said. <laughs> I wanted to stop repeating it because the next day I went to work, and I tried to I tried to just stop one day from smoking them doggone cigarettes, and I knew I had said amen to what this man said, and I repeated these words. I, mm. I, and I went on my break. I said, Lord, please don't kill me. Don't do nothing. I got to smoke this cigarette, please. I learned from that day on. I don't repeat what people say, and I don't say amen to everything that because somebody say amen. Say amen unless you know what they're talking about. That's right. (laughs) The old old amen preachers. I I don't even I don't even follow them. Amen. Every time they say amen, amen. The only time I repeat and say amen with them if they if they quoting the word of God. But if they just mm-hmm. talk it and want me to say amen, I ain't saying amen until I understand what they're talking about. Mm-mm. Right. Cool. Because you bring yourself into coming to agreement. And like I said, when that man was talking about a cigarette, I'm, I, amen, amen, I'm repeating everything he said. But the next day, huh, by the grace of God and by his mercy, <laughs> I guess he let me live because I, I had to smoke that cigarette on my cigarette break. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just had to tell you that. Reverend Carmen ain't repeat nothing nobody saying. Mm-hmm. Amen. Okay. He got to learn that. He get me caught up no more in no mess because I repeated what you said. Uh-uh. Let me hear it out. <laughs> Reverend Carmen, I'm sorry, but can you introduce us to the oh. others, others on the line? I'm sorry. I don't even know who's on the line, but I know uh, 
<laughs> I, I see this line is not like yours. Whereas a lot of people, I know the only the only person I know on the line when I came when I came when we came on here is Pastor Nadine Riley Washington. Now I look, I think I think this, that Evangelist Daniel Kingsbury is on the line. Hello. Yes. And Daniel that's Daniel. But now, now everybody else, I don't know them people. <laughs> and no, no disrespect to the people on my line tonight. But I don't, I don't know anybody. You know what I'm saying? Oh, well, I guess what I have to start doing is saying hello and salute to one another. Yeah, I guess there's something new we got to do. And I, I've just never been in any of my phone ministries to ask people their names unless they want to give it up because a lot of people are shy. A lot of people don't want to tell people their names. But I, I, you know what I'm saying? And I guess I, I don't want to put the pressure on them, and I've been doing this for so many years, and I watched, I watched Pastor Charles when Bro came on. Well, Bro, tell me your name. He said, well, my name Bro. No, tell me what's your real name. Uh, yeah. You can call me Bro. So she just turned around and said, okay, Bro. And she called him when he wanted to be calling. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But some people just don't want to tell you who they are. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I've seen I've seen people in my years of doing this. I've seen people run people from their line, trying to put pressure on them, for them to tell them their name. And that person say, mm-hmm. "I ain't coming up here." They'll say it right there. You want to know my name? I ain't coming up here no more. Bye and hang up. Uh-huh. So, it just don't <laughs> If you're here, you're here. Thank God that you can sit here and get a word. If you don't say nothing, you just don't say nothing. You know. Uh-huh. What I mean? yeah. you know? But I have to thank God that you came to hear the word of God, you know. I love our missionary. It ain't like over there on Thursday night. We all get up there and, hey, my name is such and such. My name is such and such. Okay. All right. <laughs> if anybody want to say their name, the floor is open. Well, good evening. My name is Missionary Deborah. You can just call me Missionary Deborah. You can just call me Deborah. Okay. Amen. Good evening, I'm Pastor Charles. Mm-hmm. Amen, Pastor Charles. Amen. Amen. I think I'm just Lady Raleigh Washington. Amen. God bless. God bless you. And I think there's Evangelist Kingsbury. Okay. <laughs> 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 Evangelist <laughs> DK. Let, let's just say that's that's what she said. DK. So that's DK. DK. Amen. <laughs> All right. <laughs> God bless you too. Wow. Well, this was really a wonderful, wonderful Bible study. Amen. 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 Let me go through amen. the announcements before we leave on uh, tomorrow night. Uh, Pastor Albright will be having her House of Refuge. Um, what about love? So if none of y'all are doing nothing and y'all want to go up there, that's at 7 o'clock tomorrow night. Same telephone number. Same telephone number. Access code uh, 136-472. Again, 136 and that's at 7 o'clock, and she's going to talk about do you love yourself. So I love myself. 
Yeah, so she's going to talk about loving yourself. So y'all come and join her. We had a nice time up there last Tuesday. Wednesday night, we're going to have the revival, and we will be having Pastor Rose from California. And on the same telephone number, come hear her as she comes to preach on what is a true man of God. You women that are single, y'all need to be on this line because you need to know what is the true mentality of that true man of God and stop, running around, and stop, and stop running around with them old imitations and then get mad and then all y'all want to talk about ain't no man of good, no good. Ain't, ain't none of them no good. That's because you didn't take the time to come and find out and hear a word that will show you what a true character of a man of God should have. Amen. 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 It ain't about what he look like on the outside, because anybody can look holy on the outside, but he is he is he holy on the inside? That's what counts. So, so we, you need to you need to know it ain't about what it looks like, because everything that looks good ain't good. Come on, somebody. Very few, very few, and very few. Amen. Amen. On Thursday night, we go on our international. Bible study with Pastor Doctor Patricia Charles, and I'm telling you, they study the book of Genesis. Y'all, come on, come on! I'm telling you, uh, we have a good time up there. Everybody shares, and as I as I always tell y'all, y'all come on that line. Pastor Charles is gonna call you out, so don't think you're gonna be there. You won't be quiet on that line. She will call Amen. you out. Amen. Either you're going to read or you're going to talk. You're going to do one of those. Amen. Read or talk. So come on and join us at 730 on this same number, and the access code for that is 137482-POUND, one Mm -hmm. pound. So come join us on that call, 730 Thursday night. And we, we will be... Later on, inviting everybody to the Friday night call. But like I said earlier, when the pastor maybe got ready to announce it, we're not announcing that call right now because there's some training. There's a training going on with her ministry staff, and she doesn't want to overwhelm them being the first time them trying to hold the line. And I can understand that because a lot of people, when they first get online to do something, they're scared. And if, if they get a bunch of people coming at them for prayer and for this and for that, it may be a little bit too much for them to take at one time, Amen. their first time. So he said, come boldly to the throne, though. <laughs> he did. He did say come, but everybody, everybody can't be bold, Evangelist. Everybody ain't that bold. Everybody ain't that bold. So we just ask you to bear with us, and we hope by next month that we can invite everybody to come join us on Friday night's prayer meeting. Amen. Amen. And now I'm going to turn it back over to, to Pastor Nadine's hand. Jose, <laughs> you don't want to close out. Jose, <laughs> you don't want to close out. Let's come on in. Who always doing it? We're going to ask missionary uh, to close out for us. Deborah, please close out for us. Amen. 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 Amen.
Father God, we thank you. We adore you. We magnify your name, Lord Jesus. Yes, yes. Wonderful, wonderful, inspiring. In the name of Jesus. Yes. This this awesome word we got tonight, Father God. You just had the Holy Spirit come and show us so much, Lord God. Thank you, Father Jesus. Thank you for being in the midst. We thank you and we praise you. We just ask you, Father God, to keep... All of your children, all your saints covered, and their children, and their children, Father God. Yes. Of the church, Father God. Our leaders of this nation, Lord God. We pray, oh, for yes. we pray for them to keep him protected, keep his wife and his mm-hmm. children protected, Father God. Just, yes. Oh, Jesus, just show us how the Father, how the brother said we can walk boldly. And and come yeah. forward boldly, Father God, to get out there and, and and get your word out there, Lord God, to save so many of these lost souls, lost sheep, Father. Yes. Coming. Coming so close. It's here. We know yeah. we're in the end days, Father God, and we're trying to save as many of your sheep. You sent us down here with a job to do, and we're working hard at it, Father God. Amen. Yeah. yeah. We can. In the name yeah. of Jesus. We pray. Thank you, Father God. Thank you. Oh, thank Amen. you. Thank Amen. You. Amen. Amen. We thank you, Pastor Charles. We thank you, Missionary. We thank you, Evangelist. You. And we thank the Pastor and all y'all for joining us tonight. As we always say in leaving this line, we love you, love you, love you. <laughs> Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And as I always say, we love you. Y'all have a blessed and wonderful night. Amen. Amen. Good
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.